Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. Our first guest is certainly a winner. He's someone who defies all the laws of physics and physiology. Talking, of course, about Baltimore Steve Smith, who seems to have found the fountain of youth in this his 15th NFL season. 36, Steve is off to one of the best starts of his career, and that's a career that includes five Pro Bowls, three All-Pro teams, eight and soon to be nine, 1,000-yard performances, and a 2005 season where he reached the triple crown of pass receivers, leading the league in catches, receiving touchdowns, and receiving yards. And we're just getting started, folks. Steve Smith also leads all NFL players in active all-purpose yards, is about to catch Chris Carter for 10th place among the NFL's all-time pass receiving yards leaders, and should reach 1,000 career catches before the season's over. Steve Smith, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Steve, you've said again and again that this is going to be your last season, so I'm sorry to go over this, but I'm going to ask you, because others have reconsidered. I think about Jerome Bettis, I think about Ray Lewis, and it paid off for them. So is there any chance that the three of us can talk you into one more year? And if not, why not? Well, you know, the reason why not is really it has nothing to do with football. You know, um, it's one of those things where you just kind of uh, you just kind of feel some things. You're not really sure why or where, but you feel some things inside of you that you just kind of you, you understand that you're coming at peace with things. And so um, basically, long and short, um, I watched the Super Bowl this year, and uh, Brandon LaFell, my ex-teammate, good friend of mine, was playing, and he won. And so right after he won, uh, I texted him and said, congratulations, uh, you deserve it. And it was probably the first time in my career that I actually was not – I didn't feel anything of like, you know, a lot of players – uh, you sit there and you go, man, that's going to be us. You know, and you, you want to work harder. You want to do this. It's not that I didn't want to work harder. It's just it wasn't something anymore that, like, I, I sat there and I didn't sleep the next day. Or I felt ripped off or I felt like, man, uh, this just isn't right. I should be up there. I guess, you know, it's just the first time that I didn't really feel like I should be up there. I was more happy uh, that the people were, were up there. And, and I, honestly, I was happy where I was. Steve, how do you explain what's happening this year? You're 36 and age and most whiteouts either are slowing down or retired. So what's your secret? Well, I mean, um, a coach told me um, when I was in my prime um, and it's funny as my kids roll their eyes as, as I rolled my eyes when the coach told me which is uh, technique beats speed all the time. And if you watch my game I can run. I can still run. Now I can't run a hundred miles an hour and do it for 70 plays like I'm doing. And so I really pick and choose when I accelerate, when I de-accelerate, understanding the whole concept of the route. So basically I understand when I need to be a decoy for another guy. And I also understand when that guy is running a certain route that benefits me. So that means sometimes I may line up in the formation that it may not be in as far as like a slight adjustment on a, on a route to uh, versus a certain coverage to release a certain way to make that guy pass me off. And he passes me off, and then I still keep going, then I climb onto the safety. 
and I get that safety to widen out, and then I'll cut a certain way. So understanding my craft and utilizing my speed instead of just being a guy that just runs out there uh, abandonedly, not understanding where he's supposed to be and why he should be there. Well, if, if in fact you go through with this, and, and the, certainly the three of us hope you don't, but if you go through with this and retire at the end of this uh, season, because we all love watching you play, but uh, uh, I'm wondering, Jerry Rice uh, said many times he wanted to be known as the best wide receiver who ever lived. Uh, and I'm wondering what you want your legacy to be and, and how you're going to think about yourself when your career is over. Well, I have a thing in, uh, it's in my mirror in my locker, and I have uh, Jerry Rice's stat. I think it's 22,895 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then at the time I did it, um, number two was uh, James Lofton. Number three or four was uh, Tim Brown. And obviously those numbers have changed. Um, and then at the bottom I wrote in, in bold letters, where will I be in the end? And for me is I don't want to be the greatest wide receiver ever played. That's never been my uh, goal. But I, I do understand and respect Jerry Rice is the greatest of all time, he's the best wide receiver to ever played the game. So I've always kept that picture in my mind of if he is the best, what can I do? And so that just drives me to play hard, practice hard, um, to, to to try to chase him. Understand that I will never catch him. But if you don't have anything to chase, then you really are just kind of aimlessly just doing it, and you really don't understand what, what's your purpose and why you're doing it. So I'm doing it with a purpose and a goal versus trying to be something that I know I can never be and don't desire to be. We're with Steve Smith on the Talk of Fame Network. And Steve, since you mentioned Jerry Rice, James Lofton, Tim Brown, as you know, they're all Hall of Famers. Is the Hall of Fame something you think about? And is it somewhere you think you belong? Well, it's something I think I've thought about. It's uh, back in February of 2003. Uh, It is my ultimate uh, goal. I have goals set every year, um, every six months, and all these things. And that has been since 2000, 2003, February, in February 2003. That's something that I've been, that I have, and I've, un, I have not been able to mark it off yet. And do I deserve to be there? I just think that what's going on and how everything shapes out is it, it's ultimately up to other people to vote for me. And whether I get in or I get out, the same thing I look at as a Super Bowl. If I get a yellow jacket or I get a Super Bowl ring, I still have all the issues I had prior, and I still have all the blessings I had prior. So it's just something in a moment that I can enjoy. I accept it, and I'll revel in it, but I still have to go back to being a dad and a husband and doing whatever else at whatever age I'll be doing at that moment in time. Steve, when I look at the Hall of Fame candidates wide receiver, the first thing I check is the average yards per catch. What did you do with the football once you caught it? What's the first thing you look at when you look at receivers? Um, the first thing I look at is I watch, I mean, to be honest, now that I'm older, when I was younger, I always looked at their system. You know, uh, I, do, I do tell you this. If I was in a system where I was catching 195 uh, passes every year, I don't think I'd be able to make it to year 15. I don't think I don't think I actually be a more complete receiver than I am now because that has a wear and tear on you, especially the style of football that I play. And so um, I look at how a guy runs a route. 
You know, is he running a go route? Is he just all running speed? You know, does he break a, a cornerback down? You know, can he be pressed? Is he, you know, just making that corner really earn his paycheck? Because at the end of the day, my one-year-old son, I tell corners all the time, anybody can press, but very few corners can cover. And so that's when I look at a receiver is anybody can run a go route. But can you, can you carve up a DB in a route? You know, can you turn a slant and, a slant and go or curl with press coverage, can you turn that into a beauty? And that's and that's one of the things I take pride in is I'm five nine, I've been pressed by six three, six two, and five seven. At the end of the day, they all get the same dose of what each and every guy got, which is they understand that they're gonna have a long day and press coverage is not gonna be the only thing they can rely on. <laughs> you know, it's funny, uh, uh as I was listening to you, Steve, I can assure you one thing. Anybody cannot run a go-route, because I've seen Clark and Goose. They can't run across the street. run a go-route. Let me tell you about that. Butt guys, they're all, that's right. They're all doing the little hooks, you know. Uh, if I was to ask you, when you write your memoir, and, you, and you, you're going to list the two or three best corners you ever faced, are there one or two guys who immediately come to mind, jump out to you, and say, boy, this guy was tough for me? The one guy that's always jumped out tough at me is uh, Champ Bailey. Um, I remember going against Champ 2003, um, and I ran a route. Um, I was I think it was first second play. I beat him. I beat him pretty good. He was pressed up. And then the next play, next three, four plays, I mean, he just bench-pressed me. Uh, they lined me up at running back. He lined up at linebacker. I just love that there was no part of the field that he wasn't willing to go. And I think that that's kind of been lost a little bit um, in this day and age because you'll, you'll hear guys say they're a lockdown corner, but let a guy go in the slot, he's nowhere to be found. Let the guy line up at the number three, and he stays outside, and then they go to a different coverage. Well, you can't be locked down if you're only locking down certain portions of the field. you know. And so that, that's one of the things that – that's why I always respect and look at Champ because he did, with, he did things that DBs today – don't do all the time. And I'm not sure why, and I don't really care, but I know that they don't do it. You know, you can't be an all-around, you know, as they say, an all-around skilled player, but yet when it comes down to it, you're not lining up all, all over the field with that guy. As far as, like, now it's so hard now because there's a ton of good corners, but the reason that I, I, I really just say champ is because – Everybody wants to talk about success of all these guys who are in their fourth or fifth year. I'm, fifth, I'm in my 15th year. I'm 36. Some of these guys, when I was rookies, were in, were in elementary school. So I'm really not going to crown a guy that's had – he's been in the league six years. He's had three years of success and three years of failure or average. I want to see some – you know, I want to see how he is in three, four more years when, he's, when his speed goes and he has to learn how to use his technique. And that's where the – that's just me. That's where I feel like the legacy is built is when you understand and you are intellectually as smart as your talent. Steve, we've got about a minute left here, so I'm going to ask you a similar question here. Ron asked you about cornerbacks. I want to ask you about wide receivers. I'm putting together a team. I want you to give me the top three wide receivers from any era outside of yourself that you would name to this team. Number one guy, which is surprising, I would say is uh, John Taylor. He taught Jerry Rice a lot. I'm a big fan of uh, Steve Largen, obviously Jerry Rice. And then if you go in a new era right now, um, I would say the guy who can outjump four guys at the same time, Calvin Johnson. 
Wow. Well, Steve, we take you. Thanks for the time. <laughs> and best of luck the rest of the season. And we hope to see you in Canton, really. Appreciate it. Thank you. We hope Thanks, to see you next season, too. Keep playing. Yeah, I hope to see you next season, too, Steve. <laughs> Don't, go <off> on <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. That was Baltimore Steve Smith. When we return, we'll talk about the scariest, no, the most bizarre, maybe the most mysterious events, plays, and players in the NFL. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. In case you missed it, we're brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer is running slowly, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a diagnosis. In just minutes, you can activate MyCleanComputer software to clean out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. 